Hi, welcome to which one is this one? Welcome to Maybe We'll Talk with Dave Crane, where a shitty old man talks to his friends on the phone. I'm Dave Crane. <laughs> it does look like the first uh, seven weeks or so of this, we are going to be talking about Vampire the Masquerade, in particular the first edition clan book supplements that they put out. Uh, I'm going to say between 1992 and 1994 or 5, probably less time than that covered the first edition clan books. A lot of the topics that are discussed on this podcast are horror or horror adjacent, and we also talk about the '90s a lot, which was kind of a nasty time. <laughs> which was kind of a nasty time. So, uh, so expect some discussion of complicated and upsetting topics, just a little bit here and there, and uh, you know, proceed with that knowledge. Today we are looking at Clan Book Gangrel, and I would like to make a content warning concerning. The treatment and descriptions of the Romani and other uh, nomadic peoples in which any kind of real world culture is just sort of ignored and these people are treated as, you know, magical RPG encounters, which isn't too great. Anyway, uh, here is my friend Saint who will be covering these first seven books with me and we will be talking about other stuff as we... Go along, I have many 90s related topics I want to talk about and many other friends I want to talk to. Uh, alright, you want to start recording? Yeah, I am recording. Um, last time I kind of just said, me and Saint are going to look at some clan books and I didn't really introduce you, but if, you know, anyone who listened to the last episode, the first episode, probably gathered that we went to high school together in the 90s and played Vampire the Masquerade together. Um, I sort of did not play Vampire the Masquerade, certainly for the last 20 years. I've played a little D&D, as I always have here and there. But you have played. You're I've, up to date. I've, I have played a ton of it. I, I am very fortunate. I have a, a really wonderful group of friends, uh, many of whom I met around college. Not actually people I went to college with, strangely enough, but like, you know, like friends of friends yeah. who... You know, who were like, oh, yes, we all game together. We all met playing this big vampire LARP. Um, and uh, uh, several of us have been good friends for, uh, I guess, like the last 20, 25 years, some shit like that. And uh, we've been playing we've been playing a lot of different role-playing games during that time. But I can say with a lot of confidence that Vampire and its various incarnations and additions has probably been has not not probably has definitely been the most prominent of them. Uh, we've we've de- definitely played more of the, more of that than anything else. Um, so yeah. Cool. I like it. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm still currently playing in a, a game of uh, Vampire: The Requiem Second Edition. At least the rule set is Vampire. Okay. And, but, but my uh, my storyteller has this uh, custom uh, setting that's a sort of mix of uh, Requiem and uh, Masquerade. Do I know your storyteller? I I do not think you do. Oh, okay. I, do, I, I don't think you've ever met him. Um, he he he's actually not part of the group that I that I spoke of that I larked with many years ago sure. and I met around college. 
I met him many years later. Um, uh, very good guy. Uh, really, really amazing game master storyteller. Uh, just you know, really good. It's at uh, at uh, you know writing stories and portraying characters and, and coming yeah. up with these, these these worlds. And it's it's um, it's a lot of fun to play in his games. So um, I asked because. Uh... Yeah, yeah, no, uh, several of these people you do know, several of these people you do know for sure. Um, my friends Morgan, um, John, um, uh, I, what my friend Dave, was, that's um, the one, was, he, uh, he has was a very, also, he has a sort yeah, of specific yeah. world of darkness that is, you know, his kind of tuned world of darkness, oh, which oh, is yeah. sort of that, what, that yeah, is, that, that as well, yeah, he yeah. focuses. His, he's got a Vampire the Masquerade thing, and he just like, um, you know, like we said that I think we mentioned last last time too that there's, um, uh, you know, like the idea that a lot of these games were meant to be run by themselves, sort of, but also sort of like in a vast interconnected world. So yes. when the last time I played Vampire, the last time a couple times I played Vampire with him, the last few times that I that I heard he ran vampire it was you know very solidly like just vampire it was vampire the masquerade i think he did he pulled one thing over from requiem that he liked was the blood potency rather than generation he liked the idea that um like generation made it too obvious that kane was real basically okay was, was our reasoning isn't it like longinus or something in the requiem well no because that's just one out of many one legend things. Yeah, that's just okay. one legend. That's but you know that that's that's kind of the primary vampire religion in in Requiem. you know the sort of the Requiem western the western world area of, Re- of Requiem at any rate, you know, it's a sort of equivalent of vampire Christianity. So yeah, they say Longinus, but there's there's plenty of other vampires who are like no, that's dumb. There were vampires from more than 2000 years ago. And sure. even them there some of the Longinians they're like no, it wasn't Longinus, it was it but Longinus we all we follow Longinus because of a creed he created because he was a vampire who was created because he stabbed Jesus. That that'll do it. Yeah, and then that's the thing about Requiem is Requiem the vampire creation myth is is much less exact, and there's even the idea that like oh there's five major clans in Requiem right. These are not even the same species. These are actually like like they're all vampires, but they're also different from each other in so many different ways that you know you you know maybe you you can't even say that they came from the same source. You know, and they all have sure. different legends about how they were created. You know, they all have multiple different legends about how they were created. So that's that's the thing that 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 really changed in Requiem, and that I kind of like about Requiem because you can kind of go whichever way you like, or or you can just leave it super unreliable uh, I, I love that yeah just oh, no. kind of mysterious like like who the fuck knows nobody knows like this was you know you're talking about if vampires came you know started around the same time as humans was that 10,000 years ago was it 50,000 years ago who even remembers that time are there any vampires alive from that time can you trust anything they say yeah you they're know? probably not talking to us yeah are there so, thin bloods? Oh, what was I going to ask you? Unless I'm about to, unless you're about to. No, that's okay. <laughs> well, 
I, well, I don't know if you don't, if you know. I could go on and on about about my friend about Chris's Requiem, game. yeah, yeah, and my and my friend Chris's version of it in uh, in specific, but um, we should probably focus on the Gangrel Clan Clan Book Gangrel. Do you want to do you want to just get right out in front of it and talk about what has not aged well here? Because it's in the whole book. Oh yeah, it's, there's a lot of shit that has not aged well. But it really, it, I think I'm specifically talking about how how the Romani in the world of darkness are traveling magical people with connections to, you know, they're they're, they're almost one of the splats, right? right. As as uh, as we call them, and just, as a just yeah. uh, and just just you know, as a to throw it out, there's a definition. Splat is a term that refers to in white wolf publishing you know sort of game jargon um meta jargon whatever the fuck um every time they white wolf publishing would put out a new like creature book like vampire werewolf mage changeling wraith yeah um, then, then those, it was that was a splat because it was you know they'd publish a big ass core book that was like 300 some odd pages and costs, you know, 35 bucks or 40 bucks hardcover or whatever, you know, it was real expensive, but it had everything you need to play that kind of game, that kind of, uh, that kind of creature, you know, your game about your fairies, your game changelings, your game about your ghosts. Your and the way we talk about that. vampire and running a game being strictly vampire, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, using like one splat. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there were small ones. Like originally, Mummy became a big one, but originally, Mummy was one small yes. standalone race. Where, but the right. book was intended right. for you to make a group of mummies, and there was also one that was just called Gypsy. Yep. Or actually, the yep. book was called Gypsies, but still, it was the same kind yep. of thing. And they were. Right. I was telling. I told you off, Mike, last time that you know they came in clans, and one clan had the magical connection to the vampires, and they were the interconnective magical right. creature one of them was right. connected to fairies one clan was the lupines and it was literally just lupine like i think their last name was supposed to be lupine it was they were families oh, yeah. but uh yeah, yeah. it was and it surely was questionable yeah because it has of course absolutely nothing to do nothing to do with any real world culture real world you know rom culture so so that's all I over mean, this book yeah, and that's all over this book. And I guess I should say up front as like a as like an overall review of this book too. I, I liked it a lot less than the Bruja clan book. Um in p large part because um so much of this book was a, not about Gangrel. About other yeah, other types of it's, creatures that Gangrel might encounter. And they are the loner clan, but but still right. Yeah. It really a lot of this is not about oh, their clan. Yeah, so much of it is about lupines and so much of it is about um romani and i you know i i'm just fine skipping over all the romani shit because just looking at it it's just well let's let's back up actually let's let's sure start from sure the beginning. sure like you want to start like you want to talk about time. the black page <laughs> yeah well no i'm not i'm not gonna read the black page okay oh could i then this time yeah not no, that no. we're gonna have to take turns or anything but I would love to do a dramatic reading this time. Yeah. All right, here I go. 
Wait, oh, before you do that, I can, okay. we can we can read the John Locke quote from the beginning. Oh, nature, okay. Yeah. Na- yeah, nature never makes excellent things for mean or no uses. John Locke, an essay concerning human understanding. And that's with like a page of like, you know, somebody caressing their own face. And of course, like they're covered in blood because they're a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. That's like then you yes we talked about how these clan books start with a with a the what I call the black page and it has a piece of art yeah. and yeah. that John Locke quote and then across from that just white text that says the eyes watch you as you walk measuring your every move you know they're out there somewhere and the thought is not comforting you speed up slow down stop go but they're still there watching and waiting <laughs> a slight rustle <laughs> a slight rustle to your left grabs your attention and you spin only to find nothing but they're there you move on and the rustling begins again again you stop with the same result you begin running fleeing screaming and then no more uh yeah. Welcome, welcome to Clan Book Gangrel. Clan, Clan book, book number two. Clan Book number two. The loner right. vampires. The loners. So I should say this clan book, actually, I didn't realize was going to be all in... In character. Two characters. Character. And yeah. one of them is Raul Duke. Yeah. Oh, Raul, Raul King. But, it's, but it, is, it is Raul Duke. I, yeah. I was going to say this is clearly inspired by Hunter S. Thompson, but then in the back it literally talks about how he was a member of the gonzo journalist movement that got embraced, and it's it's Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. He just changed his name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and he's he's uh, he's relating what an elder Gengal has, has told him. Lord Ashton. Lord Ashton. Yeah, so this, you said that this becomes a trend in, like, the second edition ones. Because now I'm yeah. not, now I don't recall. Now I'm going to be interested yeah. to see how the rest of the first edition ones are written. Because yeah. Yeah, this is all was, presented as was, fiction. Yeah, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong. This because, one has very few segments of just rules, and it's mostly in yeah, character. Mostly, exactly. They've got, you know... They they got the basic, um, you know, introduction to the clan. You know, just talking about what they're about. Clan Gangrel. The word Gangrel, by the way, is uh, from an old English uh, word. It means a, a vagrant or a drifter. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, this so not really, and really not much of a short story because really the short story is kind of the whole thing. That, so that first chapter really is just introducing the two characters, really, yeah. that are going to be telling us about this stuff. Yes. And then... Um, well, go ahead. And, yeah, and then basically, like, there's an in-character table of contents where he's like, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about the the clan history. We're going to talk about the Lupines. We're going to talk about the Romani. Yeah, and so and this actually, and actually, this is. Pre- and then we're going to talk about some characters. And what this actually is is a clan book for them to distribute to young members of their clan. <laughs> right. It's, they, it's, it, this is a, this is a this was ahead of its yeah. time. This is complete metafiction. Yeah, because you know, um, as we should say, the uh, the tradition 
among Gangrel is to very often uh, embrace a child and then and then leave them be. Just Why? Take off. Why do they do um, this? But, this is the Bruja do this to be like mean, but to the Gangrel, yeah, well, this is just what we do. Well, yeah. Well, specifically, Smiling Jack does that yeah. to to basically like start fires behind him. Yeah, because he knows the prince has to take care of it. Gangrel does it. Um, Gangrels do it differently. The Gangrels aren't doing it because they want their kid to get killed necessarily and start a political issue. Well, that's good. Later on, the Gangrel can talk, talk about how what what their views of the various Camarol traditions are, and you know they 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 don't usually you know basically they don't give a shit about any of them. They're like, who's the prince of the Grand Canyon? Who's the prince of the you know of, of the uh, you know who's the prince of the uh, of the of the Yellowstone Park? Nobody. Yeah. There's nobody there. If you embrace somebody there, nobody's going to tell you no. I like that they talk about gangrels living in the Grand Canyon in the dark, shadowy yeah. clefts. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that seemed a little bizarre, but okay. <laughs> I love all this shit. I love all this vampire '90s shit. It is. It is pretty vampire '90s. Um, but yeah, they they uh, they embrace their child and they don't tell them shit and they take off, but they watch them from a distance to make sure that they're not going to violate the masquerade. Um, but they they you know the idea is is like they need to make sh- the gangrel are you know clans of survivors, and they need to make sure that their child has got what it takes. If you're going to give this to somebody, a gangrel thinks you know they got to be able to make it on their own. Yeah, with no help with no help from you. Um, and and again, I think the idea is is like you you watch them from the distance. You you make sure that nothing gets fucked up too badly. Um, but if they if they get themselves killed, then then too bad. They didn't deserve it. Did anyone turn into a bat on the TV show? Yes. Really? Oh, I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna watch uh, it. I, I can't. I can't wait to talk to you about it once I watch it. I haven't watched it in a long time. Before we, before before we should probably we should probably plan for that too because I gotta remember yeah. to re- rewatch well, let's, it. Well, yeah, maybe we'll rewatch it together if we have like a weekend or something to watch a couple episodes. That would be great. Yeah. Um, but sorry, yeah. So no, okay. um, so that's what the Gangrel are like as far as creating more of them. Yeah, and you know, that, and that ties into their identity as a whole. Is their their sort of the sort of driftery indiv- lonery. Yeah. Drifters, loners, individualists, the the vampire as like the creature. There's a share song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Um uh, I was gonna say though, the the vampire this is like the archetype of like the vampire that is like the creature outside the circle of your fire of your of your campfire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is this is like the monster in the woods. This is like you know, where are the vampire Vampires are like urban creatures, you know, they're like infiltrators in human society, you know, the, the gangrel kind of stand outside of it, you know, they, they're, they're, they're shape changers, they talk to animals. Their weakness uh, is out of control. Their weakness is out of control. It's ridiculous. Their weakness is bad enough that it's like, you know, if played is written, you, you have to hide all the time. Yeah, all the you time. You can't really interact with humans because you look like you look like a fucking animal, like half animal, half human monster. 
So we talked about how the frenzy rules and humanity rules were boring and we never really played with them. We, we, I feel like we played with frenzy rules when we were doing werewolf, but vampire, we ignored it a lot of the time. But the gangrel's weakness is that every time they go into a frenzy, which should be now and then, they, uh, they, they come out, they develop an animal characteristic, pointed ears, uh, really apparent fangs, hairy, permanently hairy face or arms, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and backwards knees. <laughs> Yeah, played as written, that would, you know, that would all the time, all the time. In later editions, they toned it way down. I bet they did. Yeah, this seems like the kind of thing. Yeah, I think think in second edition, it was like every three frenzies. And then like in later editions, it was like you get one animal feature immediately upon your first frenzy that never goes away. And then Mm. other other frenzies give you animal features that are temporary. And they last based on, you know, how bad the frenzy was or if you lost humanity or, you know, whatever, stuff like that. There was some kind of, there was some kind of like a little bit more detailed thing you could go into um, if you wanted to, 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 to make it a little bit more like, you know, like all Gangor look animalistic, but make it really emblematic of like those who are like losing their humanity start to look like animals, monster things. Yeah. That, uh, that I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So we've got a we've got an origin story that I I I'm sure that I read in high school. But if you had asked me to start telling you about vampire things that I remembered, I would not have remembered this story about Lilith, Adam's first wife. First of all, she's described. This is Raoul Duke talking. She's described as the world's first feminist and as uh, unusually her unusually suit. her stu- her suit, which means hairy. <laughs> Yeah, it's not not willing to be subservient to Adam. I I think that's actually that probably is. I feel like I've heard that somewhere else, but it may just be. It was funny to read it here. I've absorbed a lot of white wolf shit, so it might might have been used somewhere else. I don't know if that's true as as from like actual Jewish Hebrew myths, whatever. Anyway, are these Adam's uh, children that she's giving to animals to raise? Who? Oh, a beast fathered some children upon her after she left the garden, and yeah, she gave them to, she gave them to some animals, the children. And yeah, it's, a little, it's a little unclear. I, I you know, this is this, this is, is a long time place. ago. Yeah, I think this is the first place Lilith is mentioned in World of Darkness mythology. She later becomes quite a big figure in World of Darkness mythology and 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 lore. But in this in this uh, origin story, the Gangrel, she's. Um, this is the first place I think that you that that I that I remember seeing her anyway. And I mean, and this I, is very early in the the sort of White Wolf saga of yeah, World of Darkness world building. So yeah. yeah, and and I from from what I understand, I think the the you know the the mythology the myth of Lilith always was that she was like the mother of monsters and you know yeah. You know all these demons. She's definitely associated uh, with vampires, like in real world mythology, like for sure. Yeah, to some degree, or like, or like any kind of monster, really. Enoya, yeah. Enoya, right? Yeah, Enoya in, in was Enoya. raised, was given a daughter of Lilith, given to a wolf, and the wolf raised Enoya. Right, and then Enoya uh, had children, and some of her children became the Lupines, the Garu, and some of her children became, and then she got embraced, and then she gave birth to the Gangro clan. And I totally forgot that creation myth. I was like, oh. Yeah, shit. that's what I was saying. I definitely would go. did not, this did Gangrel, not come to mind. Yeah. 
Right. So the Gengrel actually believe that the Lupines are like their half brothers, basically. Um, the Lupines do not believe that. Oh hell no! Hell no. <laughs> in fact, I, in fact, I'm sure they don't have any. I mean, some of them might have some kind of Lilith myth, but this doesn't sound like anything that's in Werewolf the Apocalypse. Right. No. No. Of course not. And this is the in character. Right, exactly, yeah, and I lo- and now I love it. I used to be like, why can't they just tell me what happened and what the story is? And now, yeah. and now I am, and now I'm mature and wise. And now I love it and love mythology. Yeah, and the gangrel are talking themselves up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very important. This Inouye is one of a very important being. The gangrel and history part is pretty short, um, and I think that's I think that's fair. Um, you know, the gangrel. Yeah. They, Especially they, if their whole vibe is not really being in the center of things. Yeah, exactly. And the, um, you know, they, they, they talk about how the oral history of the clan is important um, as individuals. And they how, like later on too, there's, 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 they talk about how, you know, when Gangrel meet, they, you know, telling each other stories. Is yeah, I love people. that. I love that section in this book. Yeah. They, um, they rap with each other. The Bruja roast each other, and these guys tell raps. Yeah. Um, I do just remember getting... I I do just now see, you know, earlier I reached one certain part about where they were talking about gangrel history that made me, like, shake my head, like, oh, bad history. Where they talk about, like, gang... You know, they... You know, they... The gangrels and Vikings in 400 BC, and I was like, there were no Vikings in 400 BC. Oh no! There were people living in Scandinavia, but they definitely yeah. weren't yet. Um, that didn't happen for like another thousand years. I thought it was interesting that they like they almost mention Roanoke, but they don't mention it by name. Even though, and Roanoke becomes like an important piece of White Wolf history and yeah, uh, more to do I, with werewolf. Yes, um, and we don't want to go on a too huge of a tangent yeah. to talk about. But I, I think that's probably something they already had. Um, probably baked into the mythology a little bit because yeah, it's to, to some extent for sure. Yeah, yeah, because this book came out um, obviously to us looking in hindsight not long after the Werewolf the Apocalypse book came out. Oh yeah, it's almost a tie-in because yeah, because at least twenty five percent of this book is like buy our cool werewolf book, please. Every now and then again, like, maybe it was a... the cool werewolves can be cool too. <laughs> yeah. Um, every now and again, you would buy a, a supplement like this, and it would have like the logo of one of the other splats on the back of the book, like it oh, was yeah. supposed to be kind of a tie-in. But this one, yeah. this one, they weren't doing that at this point. But this yeah. one really was. All the pictures, all of the art, is pictures of that should be in Werewolf that maybe got reused in Werewolf. They're all pictures of werewolves in this book. I get what you're yeah. saying about how this book is barely about the Gangrel. They are all pictures of werewolves. Every, yeah. I'm I'm just you know just looking through it really fast and really all of these illustrations should be in Werewolf the Apocalypse. Yeah, I I wonder how many. And of the gang, I mean the gangrel aren't. They're really they're not like I mean they do turn into wolves but they're not like the werewolf vampires. They're real. Their whole vibe isn't about being wolves or even being and talking to animals. Well, it kind of is. They have animalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I feel like I, I just I guess I feel like their vibe is more about the sort of the the sort of meeting and uh, the the sort of nomadic and storytelling and drifting and uh, lonery kind of I don't know. 
I just think well, there's a I lot think- of pictures of men turning into wolves <laughs> when that's just like their one level three power of one of their disciplines. Yeah. Well, I mean, fair. Um, <laughs> but I, at the same time, this is, you know, it should, it should be noted that the discipline that allows them to do this protean is only available to the gangrel. No other clan has protean. Um, you may have some bullshit weird bloodlines that pop up in some books like 10 years down the road that have protean. Um, but for the most part, it is exclusive to the gangrel. Yeah. These are, so if yeah. There's, if there's somebody who, who, who has protean, who's not a gangrel is because a gangrel taught, taught it to them, you know, they drank it, they drank some gangrel blood or something like that. So in that sense, you know, being able to change, change shape like that is, is pretty iconic. And at the same time, you know, you, you could you could you could say like this gives the gangrel a sort of really different approach to being a vampire than a lot of other vampires. And I guess that's kind of the idea of all of these clan yeah. books is to show the different the different approaches to being a vampire. Because sure. um one of the things that's interesting about this is that um I think about the the book as a whole is it, it kind of clues you into the idea of like this archetypal gangrel who has a bunch of animalism, has a bunch of protean, um, has a bunch of fortitude, you know, those are other clan disciplines, um, who can survive outside of um the traditional domain of a vampire, which is the you know, which is like an urban center. Um it's harder for vampires outside of cities because um What do you do during the day? For one thing, do? for one big thing. Well, well, I think, I think, at least in modern times, this might have been. This is much less true too. Like a long time ago, modern times is very easy to find a basement or a closet or something, you know, where you can wrap yourself up and you'll be safe from the sunlight. Um, you know, gangrel can just meld into the earth, but that's so weird to know. me. I, I I didn't like it then, and I still don't like it. Yeah, and it's, and it's interesting because it's. It's, because I have uh, to imagine the experience in anything I think about, and I don't like it. It seems like a really weird experience yeah, um, when you think about physically happening. Because it's like, um, and and seeing it depicted is is like you know, I, I've I've only ever seen it depicted in Kindred the Embrace, where it looks really ridiculous. Because what's the what's the folklore? Really is is there folklore? There is folklore of. I them? I don't know how much folklore it is. So yeah. much as you, you think of like okay. You know the 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 vampires of um, Dracula you know, has to sleep East. near dirt. That's one thing. Right, right. No, but I'm thinking of th- you think of you think of like really old mythology folklore, and it's like I think the idea is is like people would die and be buried. Oh yeah, they would rise and, from the gre- dead, but the would, the dirt would not be disturbed. The, yeah, the graves wouldn't be disturbed. They'd ah. dig up the graves and they'd find the people with like blood on know, their faces, blood, blood on their mouths, and and you know still looking. You know they've been dead for like three weeks, but they still look like they they just died yesterday or something. And they're like, oh, it's a vampire. You know, cut his head off and stuff the mouthful of garlic. Um, Wacky. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I think it, I think it kind of ties into that. I think it kind of ties into this idea that the vampire can sort of like rise, rise from, from the earth, out, yeah, the ground without yeah. disturbing it because they're they're sort of like they you drift know, through it somehow and a sort, yeah, they're, they're sort of connected to the yeah, they're like creatures of the earth, they're yeah. like creatures 
you know, the, the underworld or, or whatever. Mm. And I think that's, that's kind of where it comes from. And, um, and this, and I, you know, it was, is obviously really tied into the gangrel and to the discipline of protein and shape changing, um, by the game designers to make the gangrel able to be a nomadic clan because this allows them to survive anywhere. They don't have to bother to find shelter. They just sink into the ground, um, and, and vanish, you know, Pretty, and, uh, really, really a, really a good ability to have. Like, yeah. what happens if someone digs the dirt up with a shovel? Does the gangrel end up getting chopped to pieces? Like, there's, I have, I could ask, I could ask questions about Earthmeld just all, all night, probably. Like, yeah, and I, I think it, I think it, um, like, do you I end up it, scooping up chunks of flesh that burn in the sunlight as you? No, 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 no. You can find their body. You, oh, really? It's can, just down there buried. I, I, yeah, I think he's down there buried. And, and, but here's the thing, too, is the gangrel still gets a roll. Like, they get to roll their humanity to, to, because they're, they're being disturbed to try and wake up. And if they get a chance to wake up, they might try to do something like, you know, like, jump up, take the guy out, dive back down into the earth somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I I think about yeah. I think about like Star Trek when they threaten to like teleport someone into the side of a mountain. You know, <laughs> it's just like like what's going on down in the earth where the vampire is? Like <laughs> what happens to the dirt where he <laughs> does the dirt no. turn into his body? Like, I no. I seriously could keep yeah. asking questions about it. <laughs> no, no, no. The part where they like I think See, this is the thing too. Is is I think that's like the advanced one where they like literally, like literally, the the gangrel literally. Oh, is there a like, super it, earth a, meld where you just yeah. like sink and disperse? Yeah, exactly. And your body. Oh, panic. that sounds familiar. Maybe that's it, the one. Maybe reading that, that is what made me go, I, "What the I, hell?" <laughs> I think that's what you're thinking of because regular okay. earth meld, <laughs> you just like your body just sinks underneath the ground, underneath the ground, and you can okay. be dug up. Okay. It's like something. But like if you, but like that's that's the great thing is it's like, you know, they gotta know where you where you you know whoever wants to dig you up has gotta know where you where you've sunk into the earth and it's a big fucking planet. There's a lot of places, you know, you could just you can you can find any old patch of dirt. Yeah, it's anywhere. a great that's a, it's a great ability. It's a really strong yeah. ability for these guys, especially if they're gonna be drifting around and being the loner clan. That and also turning into a wolf, really, yeah, real. Yeah, or bat. Yeah, both extremely useful. And then you know, ultimately turning into mist, which is just fucking ridiculous. His book you can, mentions. You can oh yeah! Oh my god! Anywhere. Can you turn into acid mist? I don't think you can turn into acid mist. But what I always love to do with the last time I played a gamer character was I made sure to learn some obfuscates. And so you have protein five, and you have a bunch of obfuscate, and you're like, I am basically an insubstantial vapor upon the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nobody's, nobody's ever going to find me, you know, or see me. All right. Yeah. So yeah, the the history. Yeah, they don't they don't really say much in history. They talk about they talk about uh, a lot of the a lot of areas. I always love hearing about. Vampires yeah, they, of Alaska. Yeah, they talk about how when the Europeans discovered uh, the Americas, the gangrel were already there amongst the natives. Which again makes sense. If you can turn into a bat, you can you can fly across the Bering Strait or whatever. And basically, yeah, gangrel everywhere, which you would expect, I guess. Yeah, again, what kind of what you expect? Um, and and little notes about, um, I guess. 
the other things that are going on in the world of darkness. But again, it's it's against one of those things where it's like, oh, you're talking about the the gang girl, but you're also talking about Baba Yaga, or you're talking about the Lupines or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in chapter two, gangrel culture really is again basically about all the people the the gangrel hang out with, but it has it has the great little part, the this little like it's all it's presented like a little stage play about two gangrel meeting each other and yeah, telling stories and rapping. Yeah, the yeah. Reverend and CJ, I love it. I love this part. Yeah, the Reverend is like I, I can imagine the Reverend who is apparently from Texas with some ridiculous Texas accent, like, telling a story about, like, in the desert south of Vegas, I happened upon a wanderer named Corey who had been hunted, you know? I picture, um... Uh... Going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, you know, the comic book preacher, there was a, a TV oh, series. Yeah. The actor yeah, is the I... guy who play, uh, was Tony Stark's father. Yes, uh, yes. That's uh, that's absolutely who I was picturing. Dominic Cooper, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that guy. And Dominic Cooper is a great actor. Um Yeah, and CJ, who is who is kind of a rapper, kinda of not. In a pseudo street rap staccato. Yeah. They called me CJ and it was fifty years back. A bitch named Mickey took my blood and gave it back. I thought I was sick. I felt so queasy and green. That's honestly just like bad rhythm. That's like bad. That's that's bad writing. Yeah, I felt myself hooked on something I never seen. But yeah, too many adjectives. I yeah, that's not. I don't like the third. It falls apart at the third line for me. Yeah, but I love this little scene. I think that's so cute. And then again, and then they talk about how the coolest thing, yeah, a bunch more werewolf illustrations. And the coolest thing a gangrel can possibly do is make friends with a, a werewolf. All gangrel will respect you forever. I think this should have been a werewolf tie-in. I, I mean, it basically is because yeah. this tells you, like, if you want to have this is this this is, is the, the werewolf need. part now, yeah. This is the book you need if you want to have werewolves and in your vampire game, yeah. You know, it, together in the same game, like this is like your first step of how you do it, basically. Um, yeah, there is a like, little story about someone gaining the trust of a pack of werewolves by fighting with them, which that you know, yeah, that's kind of that's part that of how is, you do it. That is kind of. How you do it? There's and, so much, but in Werewolf: The Apocalypse, there is just such an atmosphere of kill vampires on site. That's what, which is where this kind of, it's this seems oh. like this was early, and it kind of oh, almost doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And then it's, uh, I do like the thing that apparently tricked them was that uh, he had been like play fighting or like kind of like mock fighting or kind of real fighting with them for so long that he was like covered in their blood so when the pack leader tried to sniff him to see what was going on to, with his blood uh. he, he couldn't he couldn't get he couldn't get past it and he you know the the vampire had drank werewolf blood so there was smell werewolf yeah so he smelled werewolfy so it was like okay fine i think you're okay so you know that kind of 
that kind of shows you the thing that might be like, oh, this is how you might trick the sense worm. Because again, I think as as we remarked previously, sense worm is like a level one yeah. gift, and um, while it doesn't make sense necessarily for every single werewolf ever to have it, it's available. Guess, is it available to just like absolutely any character you can create? Like I feel like all I feel like every breed has it as an uh, option. I think I think like. I think there's one clan, and I think there's uh, one, um, whatever the moon signs are called. Auspices? Yeah. I think one of the auspices and one of the clans each have it as a, as a clan, dis- clan gift or whatever, or, or sorry, tribe gift. Yeah. I'm adjusting my mind to werewolf speak here. Um, and then, um, so it's easy, but it's like there's, um, it's, it's like it's not uncommon, basically. And yeah. It's, and it's the kind but it's of thing. Not, where, it, just, it, it might not, but you also have to. You have to activate it, right? You do have. To, yeah, you have okay. to activate it. So there's gotta, that. There's uh, that as well. There's a suspension of yeah. disbelief, kind of. Yeah, you got to spend a gnosis, and, and it's it's not. Yeah, maybe, I, I maybe you, maybe you don't want to spend that every every time you come across a, a new person, every single fucking time you run into somebody, and then and then again, it's like the kind of idea of didn't make sense to us. I think when we were. Um, when we were in high school or younger playing this game because sense worm seemed like such a basic important ability to have well the way the way werewolf is somebody in your pack always had it yeah probably i don't know half, why i think probably, that all three breeds had, had probably, it probably yeah probably half the fucking pack had it i'm pretty sure in world terms it's like to learn a gift you have to have another werewolf or a spirit teach it to you and i'm pretty yes. sure that i remember buying stuff with experience and not bothering oh you have someone teach it to you we always when we did werewolf there would be a jangling there would be a spirit in the house that just you would go and learn whatever it would just be automatic yeah yeah you just you just you buy whatever you wanted and and it and again it was like the kind of thing it was like you you have a pack of your pcs you guys are splitting your powers up oh did somebody buy sense worm oh i'll make sure to buy sense right yeah yeah that's like you're you're building you know, it's a gamey thing. You're building, it's like you're building a D and D group. Somebody we would sure totally do that. Yeah, we did. That yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I liked but, having uh, werewolves and vampires being friends. You know, yeah, outsiders. I liked having the outlier kind of characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely remember very fondly some some very good games that that resulted as a as a result of you know werewolf and and vampire interaction. Um, I think it. Strangely enough, I think they probably work better together than probably almost any other two other splats in. Um, yeah, uh, I sort of in, yeah in the world of darkness, except for maybe vampires and ghosts. That does ghosts, yeah, that makes a lot of ghosts, sense. Yeah, ghosts, ghosts. If if you if you really want to play that angle in a vampire game or in a ghost, it does a, work. Game, yeah, it works. It works pretty well. Mages, kind of, for whatever reason, and even well, changelings. I kind of was sort of going to college at the time. Changeling was very new, but I feel like mages and changelings just all had their own thing going on. I, and yeah, I more or less feel the same way about those those two groups. They they the, they were so they had like I mean the werewolves they, had their own world and the wraiths and stuff, but the mages and changelings really had their own completely separate worlds that they would just. They would like literally disappear to. They would go into a magic door and go to fairy world, and that's yeah, where or, their or, that's where their game was happening. Yeah. Or mage world, 
Yeah, they'd go to they'd go to yeah fucking Harry Potter land. Yeah, they'd go to they'd go to Hogwarts. They go off to Hogwarts and do mages, do magery. Yeah, do mage stuff. Or they yeah, and exactly. And changeling is like you literally could not interact with the things that that changelings were looking at. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless you were a changeling, um, or unless they specifically brought you in. I remember feeling like changeling was really like specifically weirdly separate. Mm-hmm. Just completely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the whole thing is 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 interesting. The way that they say you, you can you can make friends with lupines, but it's it's got to be it's it's never going to be one hundred percent. It's a bad idea, really. It really yeah. uh, like not from my perspective, not from what any of the characters in this book are saying. If you're a vampire and it's nineteen ninety six through eight or so, stay away from werewolves. Yeah, they don't like yeah. you. They don't like you. And if it comes down to a fight, you're gonna win. Yeah, they are. Yeah, oh boy, they're gonna win ninety five percent of the time. They were so bad. There's the the fangs and claws of supernatural creatures. Werewolves are all fangs and claws. All fangs and claws, and all extra actions all the time. Oh my god! Yeah, so many extra actions. So broken. Yeah, it would. You would have to. It really would depend what, what for, which, which edition of the rules you were operating on, and what type of celerity and potence you were allowed to use. But the werewolf is probably going to get you. Oh yeah, the werewolf is probably. And they and they make it a point to to mention that too. They're like, uh, one werewolf, you know, like is a match for like an elder. Yeah, if pack, pack. Forget it. If you have a pack of werewolves, like, get away. Just do what you can to escape. Um, I do like just kind of for hilarity the way they break down the the tribes of the, of the Garu. Oh yeah, are totally they're incorrect. Com- I love it. But completely wrong. They think the Ragabath are a whole tribe. Um, they think the Bonars and are part of are a subclass of. Oh yeah, and what, what the Ware hackers? Yeah, the Ware hackers. There's always know. hackers. Yeah, hackers hack the planet, man. The bone, yeah, the bonars are a subcategory of Glasswalker. Yeah. I love the that they Tal- get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, they think the Red Talons are a branch of the Geta Fenris. Makes sense. Which, yeah, it makes sense to them. The Red Talons would be like, "You motherfuckers, how dare you?" <laughs> dare I, you I love werewolf. Oh, I can't believe you know what I did. I don't have any werewolves werewolf uh, books because i loaned all of my werewolf books to uh the other day before he vanished off the face of the earth right and then there's this whole part about the rom um which is like the only correct part about this is calling them the rom which is yeah rom or romine which is which is again i think pretty i'm pretty sure the only correct part yeah um I, I don't even want to talk about this that much. Right. It's so it's, yeah. it's so weird. It's just yeah, like you take a whole culture of people and you you don't really pay attention to what's actually going on in their culture. You're just like, oh yeah, they're magic, and they wander around because they're magic and they use their magic for stealing and stuff. Yeah, interesting '90s sort of uh, yeah, an interesting '90s kind of thing to have happen. Yeah, and yeah, I just it's just weird and not very good or I don't know it's just uh, yeah so in the end of this chapter we go over uh, the tradition of embracing 
new Gangrel and turning uh, yes. them loose. Yes. Um, and it's interesting because this is only like half a page, and below there yeah. is a half page illustration of a dude and a bat. <laughs> There's all, it's all dudes and bats and wolves. In fact, this is the rare one that's not a man See, with a wolf. Honestly, wolves are probably probably easier to sell as an illustration. Yeah, and probably easier to learn how to draw. This is this is a cool illustration of a bat, sort of like seeming to explode out of this dude's chest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have I mean, to have like supplementary <laughs> supplementary material where I, where I present some of the illustrations we're talking about. Yeah. This is this is actually kind of cool. Um, I love all the art, and I mean, we've we've mentioned this last week, and we're going to keep mentioning it. But the art in, is really just so it just it's nineties. It is, and, and, and honestly, the yeah the as, if we're going to talk about the art, I, I will also just say the the name for me for this art um, is is always going to be Brad Street, Tim Brad Street. He does all the cover illustrations on the clan books. Oh man, okay, yeah, for sure. Yep, okay, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Great. He's, he's just got he's just got such an amazing style. Um, so I'm a big fan of Doog, who did most of the uh, the Bruja. Yeah, art. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they get Brahmin here. Oh, saw. and uh, oh man, and is it Ron Spencer? No. Yeah, is I think it? so. Yeah, yeah think that so. guy. That guy did a lot of Magic: The Gathering art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really awesome stuff. Oh man, I just noticed on the on the imprint page they say this book is dedicated to Hunter S. Thompson. Oh well, there you go. Poet, playwright, and statesman who was his inspiration. So yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. There it is. All right. Um, anyway, so back to. Yeah. Then we talk about the. The, the forms, yeah, and then yeah, the wolf, the, the wolf and the bat. Um, you get an additional horizontal foot of jump when you're in wolf form. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, foot. Yeah, they this, they just go into the mechanics of what it actually means to be, you know in in game terms to be able to change into a wolf or bat and what and is yes, uh, you is firm. You you keep all your clothes. <laughs> I like that. I mean, I always like that. I always thought that was important. I loved. I was. I always thought it was important that the werewolves were able to like make their clothes clothing into totems or fetishes or whatever, so that they could. I did. I. I maybe it was just me being in high school. I had a dis, a strong. I had a dislike of like werewolves bursting out of their clothes. I wanted the whole person to CGI shift. Maybe I had been you know watching bad '90s CG, but. I also didn't want to turn back into a into a human and be naked. I wanted to be yeah. cool and have my trench coat and my katana. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's much it's much cooler to you know to transform back into your into your human shape and and have all your cool clothes still on. Is it an advantage to have your bite and claw at a difficulty of five? That's yeah. the, the wolf has bite and claw at difficulty in five at five. It is noted. Yeah, I would think so. Difficulty five is pretty low. I'm looking at uh I don't think it says anything about like uh miles per hour. We don't no, really it... talk about speed too much in the context of Vampire the Masquerade. No. As far as uh, travel is concerned. No, not for like long distance travel. Um 
you know, I, I guess the idea of the, uh, they don't really say it, but I would think that the, um, Bad. advantage, advantage of the, the wolf form is, is besides like the, you know, physical attributes, whatever is, is like, you can run. Yeah, 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 yeah. For Cover a long time. And kind of you be can, yeah. probably more resistant to elements. Yeah. And then the bat, obviously, you can fly. You fly, and you got sonar. Crazy. Um, That's a crazy oh, good ability, too. These, yeah. guys have, these guys have the also, some of the most unique abilities yeah. from the also first... Yeah, also you're fucking tiny. Bats are small. Yeah. You're, you're, you're talking about a bat. Like, even, even a really big bat is, like, no bigger than, like, a really big rat. It is incredibly easy to get away and hide if you have to. If you can turn into yeah. a bat, Jesus... You're yeah, fine. Or get, yeah, or or get into things. Get into yeah, things. really. Yeah, man. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how many people who, you know who who you know who listen to this have ever had like a house you know where um, you got had like a bat get into your attic, but it happens a lot. No, oh, they get it in happens. there. They get. They can. You can. You know. Like I said, there. It even says in the book, it's like bats generally weigh under ten pounds. <laughs> um, you know, you were talking about a small animal, so you can get into a lot of small places. My parents so. had a huge problem with bats. It was it was hysterical. Yeah. They were coming in there was a hole they ended up they were getting into the roof and then there there ended up being a hole in my sister's closet and it was at a point where there were butterfly nets in the living room because they would hear like a flap 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 and they'd go out into the living room and there would be a bat flying in a circle and they would have to catch it and release it outside. And it would happen like once a week. <laughs> that bat just turned right back around and came right back. And Comes right back inside and gets caught in a butterfly net again. Yeah. I bet Bats are great. Same. Yeah. Be, turning into a bat is an incredibly useful I think power. Was, I think it was terribly underrated too. Yeah. Uh, no one used it. I don't think it, we, I mean, I don't think we had a lot of, Wolf or bat transformations in our vampire games that I recall. Yeah. Um, again, mist is very self-evidently yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's a really you, useful one. Nothing's going to hurt you unless somebody can firebomb the entire area, basically, uh, or use some kind of like nasty magic. Um, and the mist travels also. Yeah, of like course. you can just you just drift away. Also, it's great. Yeah, these are all. Protean is an incredible set yeah. of abilities. Yeah, and again, Protean Five is like, like as long as, as long as it is not airtight, you can get in anywhere. And Pro Protean Five is mist. Four is animals. Yeah. Three is earth yeah. meld. Okay. Yep. Two is claws. One yep. is its eyes, red eyes, which is really kind of stupid, but they see in the dark. Yeah, they see they see the dark. The rest of the abilities are so good that it doesn't matter that one. The, it really doesn't. One, yeah, no else. one takes. No one takes. Let's see if anyone has Protean one in the back of the book. Well, well hold on. Oh, well, I okay, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna browse. The babe in the woods has Protean one. Fine. Yeah. A couple of these guys have Protean one. Anyway, sorry. This part um, I love. The, the next chapter is the it's Gangrel the, and others. They don't like anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think this is hilarious because they're like chapter three. Chapter three, the Gangrel and the others. When I've been complaining that the whole rest of the book is about other, anybody but the Gangrel. And here we go. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I do think it's funny that they have half a page devoted to saying, um, "Here's what we think of the Carmel traditions. Ignore them, ignore them, ignore them, ignore them." Yeah, actually, don't 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 uh, violate the masquerade and don't yeah, secrecy is pretty good. Yeah, okay, but you know. yeah, yeah, don't be an asshole. Like, don't go out of your way to get everyone else in trouble. But like, who cares? That's the that's yeah. the vibe, which is great. These guys are great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, exactly. Like they, you know, if you're gonna embrace, you embrace, embrace wherever the hell you want. You know, a, a prince can say you can't embrace in my city. Fine, leave the city. What are they gonna do? Um, I don't really understand. It doesn't sound like they would embrace somebody they like. I still don't. I still kind of think that the whole tradition of how they make more gangrel is silly. But you know, but that's fine. I, I, yeah, that's. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing too is. I think what they mention, and let me just take a quick look. Um, there's really, there isn't like necessarily like a time limit on um, how long how, until you how long you leave them alone. Yeah, until you recontact, and like some gangrel that might be like a couple nights. And yeah, some gangrel that might be like a night or two. You know, like can you manage to make it like a couple days without getting killed? Can you drink? blood on your own good and you didn't like alert all the hunters in the city cool good job hey i'm here i'm your sire some gang might wait like 10 fucking years you know um which is yeah which is i mean you know for a vampire that might not be a long time but i feel like there's no like i mean i would be so mad if i was a vampire and no one told me anything about it and a guy showed up and was like hi and it was like someone I knew. Someone was like, "Hey, remember when we were friends?" Uh, I turns out I'm a vampire, and I thought it would be cool if you were a vampire too. But I had to put you through all the bullshit of the past couple of years. I'd be like, "Fuck you." We are not. We are not <laughs> friends anymore. We're not friends. Forget <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah, I'd be so bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I just think it's mean. But it, yeah, it, it strikes me as silly for that reason. Like, why would you? Like, cause you know, a lot of it, well, I guess maybe it's just that, like, maybe I'm just kind of thinking about why you would embrace anyone to begin with. Right. Probably because you want to spend your eternal lifetime hanging out with them. Maybe not. There's lots of reasons to do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, there's plenty of utilitarian reasons for your other kinds of, you know, utilitarian vampires. Like Mm -hmm. I need a weapon. I need a weapon. I need somebody who's going to be my Lieutenant. I need somebody who's going to like, you know, shore up my weaknesses. Like I need a bodyguard or I need somebody to be my face man or, you know, very utilitarian reasons too. You see, you see in some embraces, but yeah, I can understand that too. Like the idea of the, you know, if you're going to make a vampire, another vampire, it better be somebody you li- you like. Right. <laughs> Cause you might have to be around them a lot. <laughs> Whereas I think for other people that might not even be a consideration. You know, that for other, for other, you know, for for some vampires, that might, you know, it's like, do I like them? The fuck does that matter? Yeah, sure. They just, yeah, they just gotta do what they're told. Might have been. Yes, yeah, this is business. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a lot of just like the Bruja, a lot of kaitiff come from these guys. Which you know, judging from everything we've just said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But most uh, of them. You know, mostly, I mean, I feel like this is kind of, these are kind of, their opinions of the clans are kind of boilerplate. 
They almost yeah. kind of just say this is what these other clans are like, and we don't talk to them that much. They like the Nosferatu. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, yeah they, it's it's kind of it's not very interesting. I, I I I think I said it before, and I'll say it again. Overall, I think this is like this is a very weak clan book. Yeah, it it's, is a little it's, bit. It's it's not as good as as some of the other ones, um, but. There's not a great deal to it, but I really, but yeah. I really like these guys and Protean. Obviously, yeah. I guess I didn't really think about too much back in yeah. high school. Let me not ring on that bell too much, anyway. People would, like, uh, people would have Protean too, and that's yeah, most yeah. of what I saw. Yeah, the claws. Yep, claws. Everyone, everyone claws and fangs of supernatural creatures are the best weapons around. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 Um, this one was, this one was good because I, I. I totally forgot about these guys. There's the little part where they talk about hunters. Um, and ah, they yes. mentioned this group called the Arcanum. And I was like, oh, right, the Arcanum. The Arcanum was this group that was like... Yeah, did they have uh, their own book? No, I maybe oh. they did. They mm. might have had their own book, or they might have gotten rolled into like the Hedge Mages book. Okay, okay. The, okay the Sorcerer. Yeah. I think yeah, it was called Sorcerer tell. or yeah, something like it that. It was. Yeah, that was a thing, yep. I don't remember if the Arcanum specifically had their own book or if that if they got rolled. Yeah, I feel like yeah. The Arcanum were originally t- um, like a very interesting group to me because they were kind of like um, they're kind of like the Watchers and Buffy, where sure. they're kind of like um, they're kind of like a, a just like a sort of collegium. It says cross you know? a UFOologist with the protagonist in an HP Lovecraft story and you've got the idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't even I, I don't think yeah, I don't remember them too much. If they didn't have a source book and I don't feel like I don't feel like yeah. I encountered them in a game at any point. Yeah. But they might have the been part, an early faction, sorry. Right, because the next section they talk about the Inquisition and the US government. Yeah, we know about those guys. Shit. Yeah. I, I mean I had de- I had several characters that were FBI agents for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and it's funny because in the latest version of, of Vampire that's that came out, like the most recent one, um, I guess is fifth edition. Uh the Inquisition and the US government are the same thing. That's wow. Knew it all along. They have something called the Second Inquisition, and it's a bunch of government agencies that have realized vampires are real and really don't like them. So they're on like an extermination mission. Vampire uh, Fifth Edition. Yeah. When did that? Uh, That came out several years ago. It came out after the White Wolf intellectual property was sold off by oh, previous owner, yeah. CCP, and was bought up by Paradox Interactive. And they're making books and not video games. That's correct. They're okay. making some video games. Like, like I think it's like we said last time, they're also responsible for a bunch of these video games coming out. But the you know the big name, the AAA, the Bloodline, Bloodlines 2 that was supposed to come out has... You know, so, so the company a, that makes the operated. the most well known and famous 4X type games owns oh, yeah. they own the property that I want to play a 4X game based upon. Oh yeah, so when, we're we're almost there for me. When <laughs> when these guys when these guys bought the White Wolf property, I was like. Motherfuckers, <laughs> and you have better make a Crusader Kings yeah, style game yeah, yeah. about vampires 
you've, you've got to fucking do this. If you don't do this, like, why do you even exist? Why are you even here? Um, I haven't seen it yet, so... <laughs> I, I was know. playing... Uh, I kind of mentioned a game... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I, I kind of mentioned a game to you called Terra Invicta. Is that correct? Um, perhaps, I think so. Oh, well, I'm asking you if the grammar is correct, because whatever I said to you the first time, you told me that's not correct. Oh, no, no, no. I think it is correct. I, I, said, I said Terra Invictus the first time. Yeah. Um, but that game, it's it's like you know, it's an it's a global, you know, four four X adjacent kind of thing. But you're you know, I'm looking around the globe and sending my agents to infiltrate various places around the globe and do various things. And the whole time, I was like, if these guys were all vampires and werewolves, I would be like, I would be just, I'd be even more into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for that game. It hasn't come out yet. Yeah. It hasn't even been announced. I'm like, yeah. I'm seriously like, what the fuck, Paradox Interactive? Get on this shit. What's wrong with you? This book mentions that there is a merit that will allow you to assume a man bat form, but that merit is not uh, one of these merits. No. Um, is, that that in, is, is that in some... Is that, that a is, black hand ability? No, that is a level 7... Um, Player's um, Guide. Uh, yeah, it's a level seven protein power. That, is, I think that is that is an extremely high level protein ability. And is it is it like what do they call the vicissitude as a is, yeah? Oh, is, is it the corruptian corrupterin marauder? Yeah, the corrupterin marauder. <laughs> yeah, you look like the giant man bat. The corrupterin marauder. Does does yeah. Gary Oldman do that? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah boy. I always like I've watched that movie so many times that now when I put it on I'm asleep like by 45 minutes in. Oh man, I haven't watched it in a long time. Oh, I watch it all the time and I can't anymore because it just it just washes over me. I'm so it's so just comfortable now. <laughs> oh, it's such a good movie. Yeah. So and yeah, so we've got some some new gangrel merits and flaws. Yeah, and then like two pages about how to pretend to be a lupine. Yeah, rules, lupine-related rules. Oh, look, and here's a man, just sort of drifting in dirt and roots under the earth. Sort of answers my question, but also just I think again just made me feel weird about it. I would hate it. I would never do it. Yeah, one of their one of their most important survival abilities. I would hate going under the earth like that. Yeah, and he's naked. And he's naked. <laughs> I don't like that either. I don't like being naked. <laughs> But yeah, really, oh, just so much information about other types of characters and other books you could maybe buy from White Wolf. I don't mean to, you know, yeah. it doesn't always come down to people selling me stuff and me being bitter about it, but... A little bit, yeah. But, you know, All sometimes right. it does. Yeah so... yeah, so who do you like in the the templates? I love, I love, temp I love looking at these guys in the back of the books. I like the bold urban commando, who is like... A Bruja who was accidentally embraced as a gangrel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, she's, uh, I don't know if you can tell in the... Uh, yeah, the, she's got a CCCP shirt on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a printing issue, though. All the other ones are clear. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you probably can't tell, but she is like, she is print, she's very pixely, the print uh, in the the actual paper edition that I have. Oh really? Interesting. Yeah, like that file, you know, it shipped at like 
you know, 50 the pixels an inch or whatever. Yeah. And, and the other ones are fine. Yeah. Incorrect resolution. Yeah. Like the Lara, like the Lara Croft slash Indiana Jones. Lara Croft slash Indiana Jones. Yeah. There's an explorer. An archaeologist. Got a, oh, got oh a, my God! Sorry, I was. I she got, yeah. She's got, <laughs> she's got an Indiana Jones hat, but a Lara Croft top. Yes. Oh, she sure does. Wow. I don't know. Something about me talking about pixels and you talking about Lara Croft. I started being like, "Wait, what? Where are we? Why are we talking about the PlayStation?" Yes, oh, yeah. I like the Explorer a lot. That's a great Good. gangrel template. Turn the page. Yeah, turn the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got protein of one. A lot of these guys have protein of one. I guess it's, you know, being able to see in the dark is cool if you can't do it. It's almost yeah. like, I've, there, you know what? It's funny. From playing Dungeons and Dragons, like almost, I think every race that's not human has dark sight just automatically. You always have, it's like scent of the worm. There's no way you have a party in Dungeons and Dragons and no one can see in the dark. It's just, it's, it's like they made it so it's not something you have to worry about. So because that's like in the way I think about role-playing games, when you say these guys, their first level of their very special discipline is that, first of all, they give themselves away and break the masquerade, but they can see in the dark. I'm like, well, I'll take level two because claws and teeth of supernatural creatures are the best things around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Gangrel Claws were like... You the wanted them. Yeah. It, like... Again, it was the kind of thing that that it was like probably storytellers probably should have been telling people like, no, you can't just buy Game of Claws. Yeah, they should have. They really should have. You have to have a whole backstory if you want this. You can't buy Drodian unless you, unless you you know, you're a Gangrel. If you're not a Gangrel, you can't buy Protean. Like, but best concealed. But yeah, yeah, the way we played. Yeah, just the way we played. And I mean, in the 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 Requiem game that I'm playing now. Um, my storyteller says, like, every time you want to buy an out-of-clan discipline point, you have to drink the blood of sure. a vampire. I like has that. that. Has that discipline and have them teach it to you. Yeah, and I'm into so it. that means you have to risk being blood bound to them, and it means you have to owe them a favor, probably. You know? It's a big deal. And it was, and it was always supposed to be a big deal. Yeah. Um... I will say in Requiem, the blood bond is not as much of a big deal because unless reinforced, it fades naturally after like a month or two. Good. Come on. So it, but like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, and again, I, going off topic a little bit, I guess, but I, yeah, that, sure. is my, that is one of my favorite changes to the setting because it is okay. huge, has this huge setting implication change to say the blood bond is forever versus... The bloodbound lasts as long as you're as, as long, long as, as you, you maintain your as links. Long as you keep doing it. Yeah. And as if you walk away, you have like a withdrawal, and then you forget about it. But it's like the the forever blood bond makes for a setting, and I think that and I mean that's what they were really going for, of course. But it's like a setting where there are like these conspiracies that you don't even know that you're a part of. There are like these puppet masters who go back layers and layers. Oh like yeah! Oh yeah! Blood bond, blood bond upon blood bond, and dominate upon dominate upon dominate or whatever, so that, um, you know, when the ancient awakes, you know, all the pawns fall into place and they didn't even know that they were there, 
you know, they didn't even know that there were pawns and suddenly they, you know, like their, their hidden instructions are revealed, their hidden blood bonds are called up and. Oh yeah. Know. The, the, the layers and layers of ancient intrigue was just, that was just the, that was the bedrock of the setting. Yeah. And again, it's like, I, like now I can say, well, I prefer something else, but um, it's still like, it's still kind of cool. It's still yeah. a cool idea. Oh yeah. yeah. And it, and that is, yeah, again, that is the bedrock of the, of, of the vampire setting in, in particular. And to a lesser extent, um, you know, the, the other World of Darkness um, settings, but really especially in vampire. Yeah, this ancient power struggle. Yeah. The jihad. Yeah. The, the jihad. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone uh, pronounce it like that at you? I don't In high so. school? Okay. Because there so. was a lot of, I mean, we, I heard a lot of people pronounce a lot of things... And I mean, still to this day, there's definitely going to be things that you and I are going to be pronouncing completely differently, like when we get to the Zamish. Yeah, Shimisei or... Some, the Zimisei, the Zamisi, the Zemisei, I definitely heard people saying, I, I, yeah. I still, I still say Zamisi, even though I know it's wrong. I get just like Oh, yeah, you, that is incorrect, but yeah. that's what you started saying? Yeah, just like I say Bruja a lot of the time. Do you think it is Zemisei? Um, no, I forget what it is. It's, okay. it's Greek. You can ask somebody who's Greek how to. Oh, you, and then okay. <laughs> you know. Do you um, know who the artist is that does the uh, templates? This the the uh, signature is very. Oh, impossible! I but this guy, this is another artist that really deserves, like, really from these books. Very iconic, yeah. Very um, iconic. Yeah, the, his, his signature looks like like uh sort of like a hashtag yeah 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 <laughs> and like a and like a yen symbol together i like the lupine impersonator with four dots in protean and two dots in lupine lore that's good that's smart uh, that's good a dot in allies and four in generation all right i remember again um animalism is funny because animalism is one of those disciplines that i don't think anyone used I don't think anyone used, and I think changed shape a bunch of times between editions because some in some editions animalism is really all about controlling animals and yeah. you know like melding into animals and becoming animals and having an army of animals and familiars and stuff. And in other editions, it's about controlling your beasts and about other people's beasts. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I think in some of the early editions, it was like once you got past four or five, it became about controlling beasts. But right, and I okay. kind of so they they moved out. A little more accessible. Yeah, I kind of forget what it is um, in first edition. I think it was just animals. Um, It's mostly yeah. It's like it's like uh, attract animals, talk to animals, like maybe like smell like animals or attract a pack of animals or something. But it's all attracting and talking to animals. Yeah. And I remember thinking as as you know, there might be like an eyes of the like see through the eyes of the beast kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking a lot of these characters had. Two dots in animalism and thinking like, yeah. why does two dots in animalism? Animalism is pointless. But Are then, these guys talking to animals all the time. Maybe thinking now, two dots of animalism makes feeding for yeah. gangrel. That's trivial. right. Gangrel. Un, most yeah. vampires have a distaste for animal blood. Yeah, and not gangrel. The gangrel yeah, and again, that's that's just that's not something that's like written into game rules unless you're playing a ventru, in which case you really specifically can only drink right. really specific kind of blood. Um, and animals are out. Um, and I, you know, and I think, um, if you're, uh, 
there's I forget I forget how it works in first edition. There's 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 some rule too about um you can't survive on um after a certain after a certain age and and if your generation is low enough yes. you can't survive you can't survive on uh animal blood anymore and then you and can't survive eventually on eventually you can't survive on human blood anymore. Right. And I forget exactly what the calculation is. How it breaks is, down, yeah. How it breaks down, but at the you know Basically, if you if you any anyone you're talking about who is who is like lower like sixth generation, fifth generation, fourth generation, and if they're more than like two thousand years old, like they probably can't drink blood from humans anymore. They probably have to drink blood just from vampires. They have to like keep a stable of like blood bound slaves around to drink vampire to drink blood from something like that. Terrible behavior. Yeah, I dev- uh, I, I fully condemn. <laughs> Creating vampires just to keep them around, around to suck on them. Yeah, and again, that's you know that's that's the whole rationale of the Sabbat, right? Is that they believe that all vampires everywhere are the stable. Yep. And they're you're just waiting for the antediluvians to wake up. I had um, a couple. Um, unless you were about to. No, go ahead. Final thoughts or anything? I have a couple. I have a couple weird things I've been thinking about that I wanted to ask you about. Sure. I feel like the first one, now that I've been thinking about it for a while, I feel like you're going to say this might be a true Bruja thing, but is there a vampiric ability where, like, some kind of, uh, like, reality or spatial bending manipulation, uh, it's it's an ability where, like, when you activate it, anyone striking you or trying to stab you ends up stabbing themselves? Is that a oh. specific discipline? I don't know why I started thinking about this. And, I don't know. Hmm, I don't know. I, I seem to recall some kind of, yeah, weird ability. Yeah, is it the blue guys? That was the follow-up question. And also, who are the blue guys? Blue guys? I have no fucking clue who you're talking about. Oh, oh Mythicaria? Are you talking about the Chiasid? Yes! Yes, the Chiasid. Yasid or a bunch of Lestomber who drank too much fairy blood. Basically. That's what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah, and they I turned blue? They turned blue and they got a bunch of weird... Yeah, like, is it like space manipulating, spatial bending kind of abilities? A, something like that. That's what I, thought, I think I'm thinking of. I thought it was like earth bending or, or something. I don't know. Oh. Space. Space bending, maybe I don't know. Maybe that was different. Yeah, I don't know. I've, what I'm ever, yeah, I'm thinking about some, yeah, some abilities that involve, yeah, basically someone tries to stab you and their arm bends around and stabs themselves or something, or some, you know, falls through some pocket dimension and they end up stabbing themselves. I, you know what? I, I don't want to. Um, all I can think of are, are is is all I can think of are mages when you see. Yeah, you maybe. I, like, I yeah. It, it might even be a specific mage ability that I just read yeah. one time and it ended up cl- clattering around in my brain until I saw it happen on a TV show oh, today. No, but maybe maybe there is a vampire ability that does that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, yeah. The Naharaja were, all, were in the same book. Is this the Black Hand book? Kiasid and Naharanja? Uh, I think the Kiasid were in a different Sabbat book. I think the Kiasid were in the Sabbat Storyteller book, maybe. Oh, sure, sure. That had cool monsters in it. A lot of the Storyteller books, the antagonists in this setting are all really cool. And I always, I liked, I had a bunch of the Storyteller books for various uh, of the, you know, core systems, the Splats, because, uh, yeah, I liked the antagonists like the Kiasid and the Naharaja. Yeah, the Nagaraja, very minor bloodline. 
all about like pointing at you and making you die because they had cool oblivion powers. Yeah, that's what it was. They would uh ate their sound and stuff. Yeah, they had like some level four I think the level four of their of their bloodline discipline was like some absurd shit where you could do like some crazy amount of damage to somebody at range. Um I remember our friend Crispy walking around, you know, saying, You fall down, you fall down, you fall down, all of you fall down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was that that was um does that yeah. have something to do with the movie Lock Stock and Four Two Smoking Barrels? Am I, does this not sound like something? I don't know. It doesn't have Oh, I feel like there's a character in that that was that after nineteen ninety eight? Is that did that not overlap with us in high school? There's a character in that movie, I think, saying telling people that they should be falling down because he has killed them. And I thought that the two things might be connected, but I feel like that movie might've come out after we were in high school. Perhaps. I mean, we were still hanging out and playing a lot of vampire and stuff together after high school. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for talking to me about the Gangra clan book. That's number two. That's number two. Again, uh, not, not one of the better ones, I think, but okay. Um, I think it's one of the ones I had because they were one of my favorite clan. I definitely enjoyed reading it. And you know what? I definitely was very into werewolf. So I enjoyed it at the time, but really not a great source of information or about the setting or really it. I don't think it adds a great deal to the setting on its by itself. No, I don't think so either. It's a, it's a nice overview of the Garu for, um, for the purposes of interacting them as with them as vampires. Yeah, but otherwise, not that interesting. Next week, we have the Malkavian. Oh, I do. Oh, and we'll learn about Page XX. We'll learn about Page XX. Um, I forget if this was the good Malkavian clan book or the bad Malkavian clan book. Oh, there's a good and a bad one? These ones do not have the special ability. I think this might have been the bad one. Um, Yeah. I mean, generally, usually the second one is the second edition is probably the one considered the good one. Not in every case, but yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to to look at this. I recall it being very silly. There's like upside down I, pages. There's pages that have been erased. It it's you know yeah. There's like one page you had to read in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, it's very silly. It's very silly, and I I think it's going to be interesting to to look at it through the sort of lens of. Um, uh, oh boy, modern, yeah. Modern, uh, mentor, mental, mental health mental sensibilities. Health. Yeah, we're gonna have a great. This has not aged again. Yeah. The whole thing is gonna be this has not aged well. This maybe that's what age. that should maybe be the title of the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, for being uh, here with me. Well, I think again part of the reason that some of this stuff has not aged well is because White Wolf was trying to be super edge lordy. They were. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you for listening to Maybe We'll Talk. Uh, If you want to support this project or me or any of my projects, why don't you swing over to koyadk.tv? There is a little box there that you can leave me a cash tip. You can buy some of my soap on Etsy. You can support me on Patreon over there. That is C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. Thank you so much for listening. See you on Tuesday.